guess what it's time for. It's another errata. So today is Sunday, and I spent the day at Coffee Queers and Donuts with Iris and Virginia, and it was fun, and it was very hot, and we sat around in kiddie pools, and I drank too much coffee. So here I am, getting ready to share with you another piece from the radio race, and the one that I'm going to play for you today is fun and energetic and I thought that maybe that kind of story would be good for you right now in London. So this story comes from a group called Los Warriors and it is titled San Ysidro Confidential. Hundreds of people are waiting behind you. You're desperately trying to make a border patrol officer understand your situation. You realize you won't be going home. Picture yourself at the San Ysidro border crossing, just south of San Diego. I could see the flags almost at hand's reach. They were right there, so close, but I was so far away at the same time. We'll call him Camilo. He arrived at LAX for the first time in the early 2000s with an invitation to show his work at a hip art gallery in downtown Los Angeles. Immediately welcomed in a novelty-hungry art community, his trips became more frequent. Acquaintances became friends, and flings became relationships. His stays became longer, getting dangerously close to the limit allowed by his tourist visa. I had art in different galleries. I was sharing a studio with my girlfriend and two other artists. I even had a cat. With another tourist visa about to expire, he took a bus to Tijuana, hoping to stamp his passport once more. With 90% of cocaine consumed in America coming through the southern border, officers here are more selective. It's always a little tense to go through U.S. immigration anywhere. This guy really didn't like me. You know, he didn't like my hair. He didn't like my clothes. This is what Camilo is wearing. A t-shirt depicting a graphic cyberpunk dominatrix scene, silver spray-painted military boots, and a backpack covered in pins that range from death metal to anti-pope themes. He tells me, you're not coming into the United States, and you're lucky that I'm not putting you in handcuffs right now. I felt the ground sinking below me. I was in limbo. He started bartending at edgy venues like the Mods Bar and Moustache, scrambling to survive. Then one day, the unexpected happened. I was allowed to DJ at that new club. It was this weird club that looked like an Aztec pyramid all made out of drywall with neon lights. It was a great party. I got paid $250, and uh, I felt hope for the first time in four months. Things were going to change for me, and you know, I wanted to celebrate, so I went to La Revo. La Revo is the nickname for Avenida Revolución, Tijuana's hot strip, packed with American tourists seeking a boozy, druggy third-world experience. I was dancing with two super hot girls from San Diego. You know, they had seen me play at the club. They offered me bills. I took them. Then they asked me if I wanted to go back to San Diego with them, and I said yes. The next thing I know, I'm in this car with these two blonde, salt-of-the-earth, beautiful American citizens. All I have to do is to sit quiet, and then all of a sudden the car stops, the girls leave the car and get on the pedestrian line, and I panic. This time, the conversation with the officers went like this. Officer asks for papers, 
I tell the officer that I don't have any papers. Officer asks Camilo where he's from. Puerto Rico. I lied, of course. Under suspicion, Camilo was taken to the second inspection room, where more questions were asked. Another officer casually asked me about the railway system in Puerto Rico. And I don't know how. I knew it was a trick question, so I answered him that there are no trains in Puerto Rico, sir. And then a third officer comes in, and he just says, just let him go north. Let him go north. With those four words, that night, Camilo joined the almost 600 million people who have crossed the San Ysidro border since 2000. After I left that office, yeah, I was just so happy. I was, I was home, man. I was home. I was so happy. I was home. This piece was produced by Los Warriors as part of the 24-hour radio race from KCRW's Independent Producer Project. That's the kind of information that's not usually important, but when you need to know it, it is vitally important. And I think that's, that's what Irata brings to you, Mimi. Important information. I wonder if you'll have heard this by the time I see your face in a few days. I hope you have a wonderful time wherever you are. Bye.